to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and in a world full of victims, I deserve the biggest apology. Erica? Yep. Erica has been winning our hearts the last couple weeks, and then this week? Never mind. Oh, really? I'm fine with her. Julia! No, it's like, we can't have her 100% reformed. That's true. What is your goal right. for these people, guys? Very true. I'm also joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. And now let's see how I feel about Erica with my tagline this week. Oh, no. Week. This is in honor of the Beverly Hills woman letting go of things this episode. One thing I won't let go of are my diamond earrings. <laughs> nice. That actually should be her tagline because she's not letting go of them, like, figuratively and actually and she won't shut do, up do we them. know where they are have they been confiscated i did a quick google search everything's from like last july saying that either she's getting them back or she's not it's a lot of conflicting <laughs> okay so unknown yes yeah oh my gosh what happens if whoever has them now gives her back fake earrings i think juliet she already has them back she's worn them to like watch what happens live or something oh does yeah she, she wore them happens if those aren't real what happens if her whole plot line is like going to jewelers and have them assessed? I would love the continuation. She wouldn't do that. She's living in her delusion. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't want to know the answer, Julia. Well, we were also joined by my lovely sister and our co-host, Miss Julia Baker. A third Erica tagline. Let's hear it. Orange, you glad I didn't wear red? A Kyle. Oh, almost. <laughs> Very close. Well, I think three Beverly Hills taglines in a row. Let's start with Beverly Hills. Um, I'm so tired of seeing Kyle do the splits. She is too. She's like, I quit drinking so I don't have to do the splits anymore. I know when she quit drinking, she thought that meant she didn't have to do like anything ever again. <laughs> yeah, she really used it as a get out of jail free card. But yet here she is flamingo dancing with the rest of them. While rolling her eyes. Julia, you've been a Kyle fan for a really long time. How are you feeling about her this season? Oh, I'm still a Kyle fan. She is Beverly Hills. To like Beverly Hills is to put up with Kyle. And anyone who doesn't is missing the mission statement of Beverly Hills. Like if Kathy came back, which we know she does for the reunion, all is forgiven with Kyle. I guess. Alex, what do you think? I think that she's great in the Halloween films. (laughs) Of course. I, I also think that um, her presence this season is actually very funny and entertaining mm-hmm. to me because you'll see her do absolutely nothing wherever at whatever event they're at and then cut to her talking head, the most like devastating thing ever, <laughs> which is very funny. So either like her just standing around doing nothing and cut to the talking head, which is like, yeah, my marriage is falling apart or cut to the talking head being like, yeah, fuck Sutton, even though they just had like a nice like moment in the church together. So I kind of like am enjoying the dichotomy of that. Okay. There's also something that I think is going to be, give us life for a few seasons to come. And that is her being a complete spendaholic who she has no handle on her finances and is divorcing, you know, maybe the man who's in charge of all of her finances. This is going to give us life. This is weird. Her like, (laughs) I can shop anywhere. And then her examples were like places that you always shop. Like she keeps saying gas stations. She shopped on her way to a a funeral. Yeah. She like 
cut the procession short so she could shop. Kyle is, I mean, I'm going back to what I originally thought, which is Kyle's too boring to be gay. And here we are. I'm standing by it. And I'm not saying that Mauricio Mo One will do her wrong in the divorce, but he currently makes a lot of money in addition to the money he makes because the agency's growing, growing, growing. So when they separate and she no longer has, you know, she has a set income now and she doesn't know how to do her books or open her mail, as we saw at the beginning of the season, you know, I think things are going to get complicated for Kyle. I agree, Julia. And her arc in Halloween is over. There are no more Halloween movies for her. Wait, really? To help her out. Does she die in Halloween? She doesn't, but like her, that like series of the films is over. Unless she comes back, she's not going to. But I had a thought this episode, which was just based on like how it ends with like the her and Dorit Mm -hmm. scene. Is Sutton Kyle's closest friend on this show? Oh my God. Because when she has to have her one-on-ones with Dorit, they feel so like... Forced. Well, of course you two are friends. Yeah, it doesn't feel like she would be doing that on her own if she wasn't pushed to. Like, she obviously doesn't like revealing things to her. It feels like she has to, like, gets cornered into a place where she has to at a certain point. But Sutton's... She's the third sister. Yeah. But there are three sisters, so saying that is hilarious. Sutton's, yeah. like, offing <laughs> one of the I think she's offing Kyle. <laughs> Kyle gets killed. Yeah, Sutton and Kathy are fine. Uh, a final thought. We've got a Lisa Rinner jump scare this episode and a flashback. It's so funny when these shows do that. I had... They're like, haha, you're not on the show anymore. We're going to use all of our footage of you. I forgot about Lisa Renna. This season is a lot lighter without her. It is. It's way more fun. Like, Garcelle and Sutton are able to shine without Lisa, you know, hovering over them like a dark cloud. And because, like, now Erica's, like, friends with Garcelle and Sutton. Lisa was kind of like the block between Erica, I think, and everyone else. Oh, yeah. Her dancing was just so funny. Like keep Erica she forever. She is yeah. the best dancer, but every single move was just petting the puss. Mm-hmm. That was her flamingo dancing. She just pet the puss higher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we ready for Potomac? Yeah. Yes. A weed party with no weed. How dreadful. Yes, very indicative of this season. Yeah. A Potomac with no Potomac? How dreadful. (laughs) Um, I don't know what to think of NECA. I don't know if I like her or not. I can go either way. I don't know her. Her taking her prenatal with champagne. champagne every morning is so performative. Like we all, it doesn't pass the smell test. So we all mm-hmm. know that's fake. So I don't know if her striving to be iconic is funny or horrible. It's also her making her friends unpack for her two years after she got married. Like she's opening crate and barrel boxes. Like I don't know if that's funny or not. I like can't tell where I sit with these women at all, especially Naka. I'm tired of watching them do chores. Last week we had to watch them do Karen's garden work. And now when she said unpacking party, I'm like, she can't literally mean unpack her house. And sure enough, yeah, that's what we watched. Mm-hmm. Also, you can't buy her champagne. No, because I she's... I tried to she, buy it. Well, she's put no effort in yeah. it. She's only... 
she's only done it for four months. Like, that's not working on it. And to Julia's point of the champagne with prenatals, are you trying to get pregnant? Then why are you drinking champagne every day? Like, Right. So it's fake, which it goes into, like, the weed party. Mm-hmm. Also fake. It's kind of like when Celebrity Cribs stopped going into celebrities' actual homes and every celebrity just, like, rented a home to show for Celebrity Cribs and, like, couldn't even remember where the kitchen was. Mm-hmm. Potomac's mm-hmm. kind of sensing, like, no one knows where the kitchen is. Julia, excellent point. Very well put, Julia. Um, I would also like to tag off of that into um, the GNA, which I keep thinking of Good Morning America, which is GMA, but that's always, I think, the ladies are looking at leggings, and I feel like a great metaphor for how this is going to go is, number one, Giselle asks the woman who works at the fabric shop for a good workout material. Like Jersey. Jersey shows any kind of sweat or a wrinkle. Probably the worst thing that you can make any active wear out of. Besides maybe velvet and fur. One of them they are trying to do. Their biggest concern is coochie sweat. So this seems like a non-productive sportswear material. And then they're picking up fabrics. And Ashley holds up a pink and says... Everybody looks good in this. This looks good on every skin tone. And pulls up like a neon peach. Probably one of the hardest colors to pull off. It is funny. And people have pointed out before that this is like the worst dressed cast on Bravo. Yes. But what what makes it even funnier to me, and who am I to say any of this about fashion, but they are like, it's the best looking cast on Bravo, and they're the ones that happen to be the worst dressed. They're so hot, (laughs) they don't need it, Alex. Um, But another thing that bugged me about this is this is probably like the 20th time we've gone with a housewife to a Joann's Fabrics, essentially. When they're getting their lines manufactured, they're not going to Joann's and buying bolts of fabric. Right. What's that problem? They all like to act like they're doing everything firsthand every time anyone starts up a business. Like they're going to go sew them in their house. Now, Julie, that really always bothers me too when they go into like a Joann's or if they're making jewelry like a Michael's. Mm. That's that's not your supplier. Like that's not how this works. It's like when Austin on Southern Charm goes to, like, the brewer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, what are we cooking up today? It's like, you don't have anything to do with this. <laughs> he doesn't even know what a hop is for his trap hop. Um, so <laughs> that was the third. It was like the three strikes you're out on this Potomac was this fabric shop for me. It was NECA's prenatals, then the weed party with no weed, and then we're at another fabric store. Yeah. <laughs> I do love Potomac. It just, this episode really didn't give me joy. It's it's all too fake. Like, their relationships don't feel real, and a certain housewives are really working their best to try to make it feel authentic. But, Karen, Karen, Karen you can't carry the season. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you, you need help. She's having a hard time carrying the season. Okay. That's okay, Julia. No, you did your good. best. <laughs> Karen is carrying this season, and know who else is for me? Mia. In spite of what tragedy she's going through, too. Yeah, but this is the most real she's been, and her conversation with Gordon was shocking. He doesn't dare say it on camera, but he alludes that if they got divorced, they would have a certain deal, so they wouldn't technically be divorced. And... 
he doesn't say what it is, but I think it's implied I get to have sex with you still. You can live in a different house and I'll pay for it. Is that what you guys took away? Well, yeah, because he's really leaning on the whole, like, I like will never let you go thing. Yeah. No, but if there's one thing and- we really learned about Gordon this episode is that he doesn't get what he wants. He strong-armed his family and was a complete asshole, and they voted him off. So I think yeah. if Mia gets the right lawyer, she can also vote him off. That's what my take was. We also know he likes his ice cold. Um, that's what he said at like that party they went oh, to. Yeah. Oh gosh. When they were all trying to think of something nice to say, they all were just complimenting the punch and all Gordon could pull off was he liked his ice in the punch. <laughs> okay, you guys. And with that, I think we need to have a real conversation. <laughs> Do we? The Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast. Stop covering Potomac for the rest of the season. How much do we have left? Because they have like a trip. I would just watch it for just Mia. Well, I'm curious to see how NECA gets to a point where she's crowned the new Grand Dame. A a title Karen made up. (laughs) All right. Are we going to stick with it? You might have the worst season of Potomac. And then next season, it becomes the best because they pivot. The Vanderpump rule. Yes. The Vanderpump Rules rule. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like to abandon them would be just so hard. They are the best cast. You're just pissed, Elizabeth, because Ashley Darby is currently doing nothing at the bedside. That's mine. That's why. Of Michael. And you don't get your hands or eyes on that. Lovely, Michael Darby, my favorite guy. See, that's why I you're am. upset, Elizabeth. You haven't been able no, to pull that no out. No more in a while. No Australian <laughs> accents. Uh, shout out to my friend Vanessa, who listens to the pod, who I've been begging to watch Potomac for so long. She texts me saying, "Just start a Potomac," and I had to say, "No, don't watch this current season. It's terrible." <laughs> so now I look like Sorry. an idiot, Vanessa. Start from season one. Um, no, season two. Oh, season two. Oh God. Situation. Start from season one, Southern Charm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll keep watching. All right, are we ready for Miami? Yes. Oh, yeah. Miami continues to be the most unhinged thing. I'm happy it's finally getting to this unhinged point because it was in the early part of the season. I was a little like, okay, this show's been hyped up to me forever, and. It's not really doing anything for me. All it took was them going on a trip. All it took for some baby dolls hanging from a tree and everyone being like, And hungry dogs. We shouldn't be here because it's upsetting Julia. But I'm going to go to the bathroom here and then spend the longest time exiting. So Julia's held hostage in a boat. Watching. Looking at these babies. And they're going to act like they've suddenly entered like this side like horror movie. Where this guy's telling her like, this doll, it salivates at the mouth. The baby doll <laughs> heads in the jars of liquid was disconcerting. I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, my favorite part was the Barbie leg smacking against the camera. I did like that. Oh, yeah. Um, Lisa is taking videos while Julia is sobbing and Gertie is vomiting. Yes. I felt bad for that boat of uh, troubadours. Me too. <laughs> they were just like playing a nice tune for them. They're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I do want to point out that we had Gertie throwing up, feeling dizzy, and Dr. Nicole helped her and went into the ambulance 
almost mirroring the Crystal Anna Marie situation. And just you took my freaking sorry, award, Alex. Elizabeth. <laughs> who would you have rather had next to you? Um, the person who was telling me what was going on and what we need to do, and called my husband for me. Not the person who said you're gonna stroke out. The difference between <laughs> Dr. Nicole and Anna Marie's bedside manner is hilarious. Like. One's clearly a professional, and I'm not talking about like a nurse versus a doctor. One is professional and good at their job, and the other one just isn't. I did feel yeah. better about Gertie because Nicole is like, she's clearly has altitude poisoning, dehydrated, mm-hmm. and just drank too much. And I was like, oh, thank gosh, because I was very worried. Mm-hmm. But Gertie gets a shout out because never has someone looked more stunning while being put in the back of an ambulance. She really did look like like a model. (laughs) She was so beautiful. And her hair didn't live to tell the tale because they had to cut it off because it got stuck in the Velcro. So sad. Poor Gertie. Kicking her while she's down. (laughs) It's funny how they were all reacting to her throwing up on the boat like it was like like, they were so, like, shocked that it would be happening. People throw up right. on boats a lot. Have nothing to do with cancer and all of this. I know. But, like, also given her condition, if it was sort of related to, like, her cancer, like, they could be a little more sympathetic yeah. to what's Ew. going on. Instead of being like, what the fuck? Oh, is she vomiting? Uh, <laughs> and no one would even help Ill. Lisa look for her lip gloss. Lisa so. is shaping that up to up. be that was messed the up. villain of this. You think that Lisa should be, like... You know, the total sympathetic hero, and she is just not. Where Larsa is making you look like you're a worse person. Well, Lisa's not a therapist. She can't help Kiki with her childhood trauma. The most hurtful, insane thing anyone has said on these shows. And that is saying a lot. And I'm including Lenny being an ass to you as karma. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was fine. I need to ask about Larsa. You two are caught up on the traitors. Oh, I yes. have one episode. I'm one episode behind. I have not seen. Okay. What is Larsa's presence like on that show? Is it similar to this where it'll cut to her just like kind of making the same face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my favorite part is she's like, they cut to her at one point. She goes, um, can I ask you guys like a question? This is hard, right? Like, she doesn't ask a question. She just like makes a statement. It's hilarious. But there is one point, Alex. Where Larsa is kind of on to something. And then, spoiler alert, she gets the boot. Oh, damn. Right. She gets too <laughs> on to something. But I, it, but it's just like this. Like, Larsa's on to Lisa. That Lisa's a horrible mm-hmm. person. But she's still going to announce Lisa's my best friend throughout the mm-hmm. whole episode. And I'm going to give it to her like it is. But then actually never give it to her like it is. So mm-hmm. Larsa is, you know... Smarter than you think, but... Don't think anyway, about it that she's much. She's like that in The Traders <laughs> and in Miami. Uh, the Traders season two, cannot recommend enough. I powered through it in one day. It's hilarious. Um, Elizabeth, do you believe that Pete is smarter now? You know what, Julia? In a, in a room full of rocks, somebody's got to be the brightest. So, a little bit. But it is impressive that he's figured out who the Traders are. He's just having a hard time figuring out how to vote them off yeah but he's right he figured it out yeah but ding, he's ding, like ding. partnered with people from love island and bling empire <laughs> like <laughs> this guy got yeah. a pilot's license at some point i'm hoping that he has more critical thinking skills than they do 
And I truly think that traders had their okay. We're not doing an elimination. By the way, spoiler alert for the traders. Oh yeah, because (laughs) I think the producers were trying to protect Pete. He a hundred percent was getting voted off, so they're like, we got to change the rules to keep Pete on for a little bit longer. Anyway, is Sheree still there? Yes. Oh yes. Sheree is being saved by Phaedra. Ooh, a little Housewives Alliance. (laughs) Sheree doesn't know what's going on, Alex. Sheree, if Sheree is like, out of all of the people, she's below (laughs) the people who are on Love Island. Like, she is below Burgalicious. Burgalicious has actually made some points. Sheree doesn't get the games. She doesn't get who's voting off. Every time they have to eliminate someone, she goes, I don't know. But she gave her torch, saving Phaedra from Phaedra's self. And uh, Phaedra cried. She was so touched. That's the ha- the housewife bond. And then Sheree's like, and I know that Phaedra wouldn't betray me by being a traitor. And then Phaedra's like, <laughs> it's so honestly, funny. again, spoiler alert, it's the Phaedra show. And it's it is. so good. Which is why I started watching Married to Medicine this week. Because I just need more Phaedra in my life. Oh, she's so funny. Okay, back on track. I think we're ready for Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> Ariana should have picked the most expensive hotel and gone and, like, brought her bud. She should have gone and done a spa day. Like, get out. I get why she doesn't want to leave. But it's <sighs> almost like she's loving being pissed at him, and being pissed at him is her hobby. Yeah, but also it's like, I get it, like, giving him, like... An inch. It's it's him it's him controlling her by giving her a hotel room. You know, it's just yeah. like I I understand it, and she's been jerked around so much. So he tells I think Tom Schwartz that she hasn't paid for the bills, and so they talked about it on the after show, and she said when we were together, he would send me basically an invoice for my half the bills. I'd pay it. And then after a couple of months, she saw how much the bills actually were. And he was basically making her pay for two thirds of them. He was like making a profit. Uh-huh. Damn. So, and we also know that he took a lot of money out of their house to be able to open Schwartz and Sandy's. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we really don't know. Is he in charge of all the bills? Because they're all in her his name. Like, we don't know. Their finances are messy. Yeah, I don't understand him bitching about that, about the bills thing, and then being like, but I want to buy you out and, like, have the house to myself. It's like, you can't afford that, apparently. No. no. There's no <laughs> He's way. moving $500 from one account to another account. That was the funniest example he had. <laughs> JoJo Seawall carries him up a hill, and he gets $500, and he's like, cool, I can move that like, to my other God. account. Also, <laughs> cancel the gardener. Like, yeah, yeah you... economies are not being made. No, mm-hmm. and then he also bought a fancy pants sound machine. Fancy so, pants. So like those things can get expensive. <laughs> he that bought shorts. So terrible. Great shoes. Yeah. We're not surprised. See, Rochella, that he can't manage his money, and I don't. And Ariana's not saying I won't pay for the internet bill. She says, "Send me an, send me the item." All he has to do is like when he sees the bill, screenshot, highlight, divided by two, screenshot, highlight. Like the fact that he won't just itemize them for her or get Anne to do it. Yeah, what mm-hmm. is Anne doing? She's doing too much. Don't make Anne do anything Anne. else. Poor Anne. <laughs> and whatever you're getting paid, it's not worth it. At least Ariana's not being, like, awful to her. I feel like there's a world where, like, there could be a... 
Tom could have an assistant with a totally different type of demeanor, and then like they just become Ariana's I biggest. I think enemy. Ariana knows that Anne loves her. Yeah. Um, Tom, this was a bizarro Sandoval episode. Before we even his face when he heard when Anne relays the information about calling the cops on him if he has the party, his eyes <laughs> popping out of his head. So funny. I love that Schwartz got him a cake that said "Happy 40th Birthday" again because he keeps saying that he's 39 when we know he's like 42 mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Um. He says, and I'm gonna read this out loud because this is quote. Uh, this is a direct quote. I thought there's no way he's saying what I think he's saying. And I'll I'll just read it and then you, we can discuss. This is Tom Sandoval in his confessional referring to Rachel in her Meadows facility. And I knew she couldn't drink. The last thing I was going to do is like drinking and going out while she was there. I figured we could do it together when she got out. <laughs> At first, I was like that sounds like he's like oh, I won't drink too, so then when she gets out, we'll drink together. And I was like, there's no way that's what he meant, right? He has to be saying, we'll be sober together when she gets out. No, they're going to go party and live it up when she gets out. That's what I heard. That was confirmed, my first inclination and what you took away, because Rachel on her podcast, Rachel Goes Rogue, was like, and then he's like, when you get out, we're going to go party together. Well, that was their relationship. They met up at the Abbey. Yeah. Oh, God, Tom's such a piece of shit. I'm not that surprised that Ariana is changing her mind about kids now that she's not with him. Like, I personally have had a partner before that I thought, I've always wanted kids. I don't know if I do anymore. And it wasn't until we were broken up that I realized, like, oh, it's because I felt like I couldn't rely on that person. Like, how on earth could Mm -hmm. Ariana think about, like, you know, finding preschools or if there's any complications when Tom Sandoval, can you imagine delivering a baby and Tom Sandoval is like putting up his little lights and painting his nails while you're like in labor? He was also so suffocating about it. Like, I feel like a majority of the relationship that we saw on the show was him bringing it up and then him trying to make her feel shitty about it. I think it was a bit. I don't think it was real, you know? Yeah. Does she have embryos with him? Do we know? No embryos. He never stopped drinking long enough to ejaculate in the cup. Oh, my God. But, like, there was a preview that insinuated, because he's like, what about our children? They're referring to the dogs and the kitty. Oh, thank God. Yes. People were, Julie, that is my takeaway from (sighs) a billion other people like you who are on Reddit going, what? (laughs) No. No. Um. I think our last thing we should wrap up with is, okay, number one, loving Allie. A huge episode for me because they were walking on that bike path that I walk like <gasps> every day. So I could run into, I might oh, run into them. Oh my gosh. Oh Alex, are you going to resist the urge to yell, fat man, at James? No, I would yell, Tini. <laughs> oh man, to choose between the two. We'll see what happens. All right. Yeah, what will you be moved to do? <laughs> The thought of yelling fat man is very funny. Um, James goes to kind of confront Sandoval at his own birthday, and Miss Queen Alley waits in the car. I loved it. That was a wild move. That's so funny, though, for James to be like, I'm just going to stop in and get a little apology from him, and then we'll be on our way. (laughs) I love it, though. I love the spirit. And when Sandoval brings up 
Kristen, which is crazy. And he goes, that wasn't 10 years ago. And then we see a cut that says 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. James. It sounds like James was like 18 years old. James handled that, <laughs> that so well. Yeah. But like, in Sandoval's defense, they've all done what he did. Every it's single true. person on this cast. So I get why he is a little perplexed of why it went so wrong for him. He should have the awareness to know that's never going to get through to James Kennedy of all people, though. James Kennedy of all people, but also, Jules, like, people usually go and grovel. And How many times have we heard Jack say, I messed up, I'm trying to be a better person yeah, now. Where true. Sandoval goes on podcasts and say, I'm never going to cheat on somebody like that again. James was pretty nasty, though. I think also to be a little bit like why Sandoval would be perplexed. Every time... When it came to, like, relationships, James always played, like, the shit. Mm-hmm. And was always really nasty to Kristen and really nasty to, like, everyone. So mm-hmm. Raquel's the first time he's ever been in a position to, like, play the victim in, like, yeah. a relationship. So he's living and, it up. So Even though he was nasty to her, too. Anyway. Well, I think we're ready for awards. All right. My award is the Sutton Namum Award. Could also, I would like to make this the Sutton Gina hybrid. Name them, my kids, that is, award. And this goes to Kiki, (laughs) who says to Lisa, you don't know me. What's my son's name? I love this. I love this as a you don't know me. I feel bad because I also don't know Kiki's son's name. I didn't know she had a kid. We never see Kiki ever. I didn't either. She has a daughter named Summer. This is something we know and I locked in my brain. Yes, yes. Summer likes dinosaurs but doesn't like talking on FaceTime. These are things Right, because she goes classic Summer. That's right. Okay, we do know that. And we know her name because... Summer is a name in the Bravoverse kids. So I feel it's like, like we never get Kiki's backstory and like her picture of her. She's and a friend of her childhood home, but like I want that. I don't understand how Miami decides who are friend ofs or main cast. It's perplexing. It's a budgeting thing. The public is demanding every single one of these women to become full time. So we'll see. Be. We'll yeah. see. Like Alex said, now, hey, now they have Bravo money, not Peacock money. We'll see. All right, Alex, what's your it's award? Um, the Production 911 Award, um, based on the aforementioned um, crystal emergency in Beverly Hills a couple weeks ago. We already talked about it. It's what happened with Gertie this week on Miami. Um, and it will be something that we refer to whenever someone falls ill and then production just takes a step back and lets one of the cast members kind of <laughs> take care of everything. It's so funny to watch. Because that is, it's clearly not what happens, mm-hmm. but they really try to present it in that way. Just friends <laughs> doing friend funny. things, Alex. Nothing to be seen here. And probably yeah. from a liability standpoint, like Nicole wouldn't be allowed to run around with a doctor bag of IVs. But how fun for us if Nicole just ran around with a doctor bag with IVs. I think she should. <laughs> All right, Julia, what's your award? My award is the What Are You in Business for Award. And this goes to the owners of Schwartz and Sampies because something happens where the world understands that Vanderpump Rules is a show. People get on board and people are giving one star hilarious reviews to Schwartz and Sampies. 
And the owners of this business decide to ban the one person giving them the most national coverage that their business will mm. ever have. Their businesses have their whole model be that they swear at their customers. Schwartz and Sandy should have done a pivot. They should yeah. have made those two men sit at the bar and have eggs or pies thrown out their face. There should have been something. This was an opportunity yep. missed. And we know because we try to patron for and Sandy's on a Sunday that they are closed Sunday, Monday. Something is going horribly wrong. And the fact that there's no such thing as bad press, how on earth could successful restaurateurs not understand that this was the best gift they were ever given? And if one-star reviews are their thing. They could have one-star review cocktails. I don't know. It seemed like this was the worst business decision. Like a Dick's like, Last Resort, but you're insulting the people exactly. running the restaurant. <laughs> it's the reverse of that. Schwartz and Sandy is having watch Vanderpump with the Tom and Toms right now. Mm -hmm. But we also heard that they're not allowed to film at Schwartz and Sandy's because the management is so scared of having backlash. Like, I don't understand. You're right. You're right. Like, what are you doing? Julia, I can answer that for you. Oh. It's because <laughs> she does not okay. want it. This is my... I thought this was a hypothetical question. No, this is my okay. answer to your hypothetical. Here's a hypothetical okay. answer. I think it would be so funny. The one-star martini. You buy a... Yeah. Um, Sandoval's a liar, $40 cocktail. You get to say something mean to Sandoval or you get to write something on the wall or something like that. Yes. Make a gimmick out of it. That would require Tom Sandoval to admit that he's the villain and he does not see himself. He views himself as the victim so much oh. so he would write letters to Rachel who is now reading them on her painful to listen to podcast and... He would say things like, you're selfish for being in the meadows. I can't believe you're relying on this facility. Like, bonkers shit that made her go, oh, I'm, I can't do this anymore. So, like, do you think that the, the owners of Schwartz and Sandy's were like, oh, we can't do this anymore. We can't put him out there because he's too unhinged and too unreliable. I do think that, like, the in-between of that of, like, oh, well, if... If everyone knows, oh, tonight, I'm, if I go to Schwartz and Sandy's, they will be there. If you eliminate maybe, like, the gimmick of, like, we can go there and, like, make fun of them. Just, like, knowing that Sandoval and Schwartz will be present there, yeah. I think, would be enough to get people there. Totally. So but then you don't have to lean into him being a villain. Just, like, knowing that he's around. Because people, like... Or buy a drink called hate mail, and then you get to write him, like, a hate letter that you yeah, can pretend he's going to read. But people want to go and, like, take a photo, like, a sneaky photo of Sandoval. You know, people want to show up in a space where he is just to kind of, like... I think right. Sandoval thinks he is one podcast away from getting us all to see the truth that he was a victim of how bad Ariana was on his self-esteem. Hilarious. He's definitely playing, like... The way he has behaved this episode is very much like, I'm going to try to be like the main character of this yeah. season and well, like try is. to act sane and make everyone around me f seem a little crazy because of how calm and understanding I am. Yeah. Well, he is the main character, but you know, the end result yeah. won't go the way he thinks. Also, fairness, mm -hmm. like he received death threats and stuff, I'm sure. So like, I don't know if I would feel comfortable marketing myself, but he also called TMZ on himself all the time. No, he went and, like, performed his little band. Oh, yeah. Julia, I forgot about that. <laughs> All right. And with that. The most extras. Make him extra himself in his establishment. Anyway. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining me. 
Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 